0: Hello and welcome to Box Office Culture, I'm your host Tony Noons. We are picking off where we left off at our last episode. Our last episode we intended to tell you all of our favorite things about 2023 and then talk about all of the things we're most looking forward to in 2024. Well, we did the first half of that, now comes the second half. Okay, we are back and joining me, as they did in our last episode, we have Misty Blue. Hello. And the begrudging co-host of Box Office
1: Culture? No? Okay. I'm a producer. I'm back, everybody. It's old Lebo Bryson. And I have some news for you, Tony. Missy and I had a meeting off mic, and this is actually going to be our show.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Thank God.
2: You're the guest this week. So I'm we've we
1: have, we've conducted a mutiny, unfortunately. Well, okay. Well. So welcome to the show, everyone. Thank Thanks
0: you. for tuning in for the second part of this episode. I'm happy to join you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us back. All right. So today we are talking about our favorite No. Not our favorite things, because we don't know if these are our favorite things yet. We're, we're talking true. about the things we are most anticipating in 2024 in media. Media meaning film, games, TV, music, you name it. So here we go. We're going to do a lightning round of this too, because I think we, we talked a long time about our favorite things in 2023 last time, and a whole hour went away, and, and we're trying to keep these episodes a little tighter. So that's our goal today. So I am going to kick things off with... Something that I'm looking forward to in 2024. Probably most looking forward to. And I've talked about it probably countless times on this podcast. So anybody who is a regular listener is probably like, oh, here we go again. It's Dune Part 2. And this film is coming out the first weekend in March. This is the Part 2 of the the Dune trilogy that Denis Villeneuve is making. uh, Starring Timothy Chalamet. uh, Zendaya zendaya or zendaya my kids say, say zendaya. This, zendaya my kids are always grilling me on on getting i i, I think i say zendaya and i feel like, like that's
1: just one of those things where you wait for someone else to say it like if i if that was me talking about that movie it'd be like timothy chalamet um florence Pugh. um it's pug no it's i like that <laughs> you funny.
2: picked the Two white actors. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. easiest yeah. name. Well, I
0: said as soon as I said Timothy Chalamet, I was like, all right, get a get a woman in there. <laughs> I mean, the,
2: you did. You got a woman in there. Uh, the white she, woman.
0: Uh, this the cast is amazing on these movies. You have Rebecca Ferguson, who we did talk about in our mm-hmm. last episode as well. Um, this time you have Christopher Walken joining the cast. Mm-hmm. You have Josh yeah. Brolin. You have um, oh god. Help me out. Zendaya. Zendaya <laughs> is in this movie, and she's amazing. well, you got
1: Scarsguard is coming back. Yep. Um, uh, Aaron, no, Austin Butler.
0: Oh, yeah, Austin Butler, newbie this time around. Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh is
1: also new, new for she this is. one.
0: And I, I love, I'm a big Florence fan, so I'm excited for that. I know but, we see the posters. <laughs> here's the thing <laughs> this movie, the first movie, um, I, I think it's my favorite movie I've seen in theaters and probably the last 10 years, truly and I mean favorite with like a capital F because I've watched this movie so many times, um, so, so many times. It's become one of those movies like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars that I just put on now as background sometimes mm-hmm. just because I'm like, I love this and I want to watch it over and over again. So suffice to say, I'm very excited for part two. Um, and this movie was supposed to come out in November, mm-hmm. but it was one of the uh, writers, actors strike, Casualties, And they said, we're not going to release this movie unless we have, with a cast like that, the full cast available to promote it. And now here we go. Uh, and we are definitely showing it here at the United. We're opening it up
2: uh, that first weekend in March. I love Dune. I watched the TV show, which in itself is messy. But I also love um, the original movie. I am a huge Dune fan. Like, Same. When the new one got released, I reread the book. Like, oh, well, you have to.
0: It's in, it's an incredible series. Yeah. What about you, Lee? You like Dune?
1: Oh yeah, D- Dune's fabulous. I'm so reeling. I had no idea that there was a TV show.
2: <laughs>
0: I I it's, didn't I didn't it's know It's like that. up there with like Stargate. Maybe it's behind Stargate a little bit. Or is wise. that good or bad?
2: Um, I, I
0: love is Stargate, Stargate. Good. See, I like love those... Stargate in those series. Like, I have a fondness for the Sci Fi Channel days when mm. like. All of those shows, like, like I love Farscape. I love all of those, like, science fiction shows that are entertaining serialized television, maybe not of the highest quality and, and with some questionable effects. But I love that stuff, and Dune fell on that.
2: It definitely does. I think the thing I love the most about it is you can interpret Dune in so many different ways. There's so much philosophy going on visually and verbally that it's fantastic it's beautiful it is honestly the tv show though is weird there's a lot of time there's like a big time jump sure. there's a few and it, it just gets really wacky and you can't take it seriously. <laughs> no way
1: the the
0: dune tv show that i had never heard about it gets a little wacky i mean dune itself is pretty wacky. Yeah. um but in the best possible way yeah i heard uh, the books are pretty dry uh, i i think the book i like the book
2: I also like. Is that a
0: joke? About, it was a joke. That uh, was, it was a joke. A joke, a joke about it. was very funny. Yes. You,
1: you, you caught it right, right off the bat.
0: I,
2: was, I couldn't come up with any like good rebuttal, and I was like, I don't, I don't have a good pun for that. <laughs> oh
0: my god! All right, let's jump to you, Misty. What is your first thing that you're looking forward to?
2: I'm super looking forward to the third Terrifier fire movie that is coming out uh, this year. It, this one um, is supposed to be Christmas themed. Which is a really? huge change, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Is Terrifier the movie that people were puking because of they because they saw it?
2: Yes, so it, uh, I'm not sure if it's gonna be your cup of tea, Lee. It is very gory, and mm. it is exceptionally gory. Ugh. And there is scat, mm-hmm. which is not for everybody. I'm not a big fan of it, but it works in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Um, the idea, so the main character is Art, he's a clown. Um, he's kind of the polar opposite of It because mm-hmm. he doesn't talk. He isn't colorful. He's bald. He has like a tiny little hat. His costume is black and white. Mm. Um, one of my favorite things about Art the Clown is that he can use guns. And you don't see that in horror movies, especially slashers. Yeah. So the storytelling has always been kind of weird, but it works for the films because you're not really sure. Is Art human? Is he demonic? Mm. What is he? And I like that we don't know um, going in through the stories is they've always kind of had like.
1: Supernatural.
2: In a sense. Yes. I feel like they really honor the history of horror. Mm. Like there's a lot of themes from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where art has entered a dream. Sure. And there's also a lot of like slashers. There's a lot of things that reminisce with Michael Myers.
1: What a, what's the word for that? Homages? Yes. Mm hmm.
2: And it's it's amazing. It's really good. But it is really, really gory. So if that is like not your cup of tea, it isn't going to work for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely gonna, not Lee's
0: cup of no, tea can what do I've that.
1: experienced going to the movies with him. No, I can't do movies like that. Yeah. I, I had a pretty bad reaction. I don't know if we talked about this on, on Mike, but w- we had um, Mad God uh, months ago when we first started our Neighborhood Watch. And it was wild because that was one that we almost sold out. Like it was... <laughs> It was a packed theater and afterwards I came out and I was looking around and everyone's kind of like nodding to each other like, oh yeah, that was awesome. And I was like, that was hands down one of the worst experiences I've ever had in a, in a cinema
0: and, oh, what
1: are you talking about? Why?
0: I mean, if you- It was a real visceral hatred yeah. Yeah. of the movie and it's- a. That is you know it's it's a tough movie it's meant to be a tough I don't movie. think
1: it's a bad movie I think the the experience is designed to make you uncomfortable oh, in yeah. a very specific way that I didn't feel like
0: having that it's done pro- to me prolonged discomfort too. Yeah for sure All and right Lee what is your first thing that you're looking forward to in 2024
1: Um I am looking forward to 1D&D Uh 1D&D is the so uh last year we enjoyed the 10 year anniversary of D and D fifth and fifth edition. Um, now since Hasbro has acquired D and D, they've been trying to universalize it. Um, and which is good. Like that's, that's games should be played. Like the, 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 the more applicable or the more approachable a, a game is the better, I think, because that brings more people into the fandom and, and D and D is such a, has such a storied past and has such rich flavor and uh, legends and mythos that I think is it's a great opportunity for more people to to, to be a part of it and to exist within the universe. So they're making a push to, like I said, universalize it, uh, and this kind of coincides. So it's a it's a it's a rules um. I won't say overhaul because fifth edition kind of did that by streamlining everything to make it really uh player focused on like experiential um it really like opened up some people think that it got dumbed down because like that you could really um you know hyper focus your character onto one thing like say if i I only wanted to be a whip uh, be like an Indiana Jones kind of person, you could really like hone in with. Classes and subclasses and skills, and now it's kind of like you want to do a cool thing with a whip, roll a dice. Like you know, the 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 number one rule in D and D, at least at my table, is the rule of cool. And if it's cool, then we'll we'll find a way to make it happen. All that to say, um, the rules aren't really getting that much of an overhaul, but it's still going to be uh, player focused and experiential focused. And another thing they're doing is they're expanding their online. Um, uh, a portfolio I, I would say there is already a website called um, D&D Beyond which has like all of these splat books and all of these um, core, uh, core books that you can read and, and uh, Dungeon Master's Guide and, and Errata um, but they're also one thing that Wizards of the Coast realized during the pandemic is a lot of people play this game online and having a, a, a good piece of software or a good website that people can gather on, maybe it's got voice capabilities, it's got camera capabilities, but mainly a shared virtual tabletop that people can use and roll dice on and all that kind of stuff. So they're overhauling that kind of experience. So I'm really looking forward to that because I, I love the opportunity to play D&D in different interesting new ways.
2: That's awesome.
0: I like your rule. I took a of cool. deep breath. R- rule of <laughs> yeah. cool. Rule of cool is. Rule of cool. That's yeah. That's a good I like one. That. That's a that's a good mode of play. Mhm. I like that. All right, I'm going to jump into my number 2. Yeah, Let's keep it going. It this is uh it's kind of a mixed bag of things, I guess. It's on the music front. Um I think, you know, there's some great music that came out in 2023. I talked a little bit about that in the last episode. Um but there's some really great new music. Well, hopefully great new music coming from artists that I really love this year. So I'm excited for, uh, it looks like Vampire Weekend is having an album coming out this year. I'm a big Vampire Weekend fan. Um, it's been a while since they put out new music and the last music that they did put out was fantastic. And I'm hoping with that comes a tour. I've already seen them announced on a couple of, um music festivals uh this spring and summer so there's a really good chance that there's a tour um and I I've, I've never seen Vampire Weekend in concert so I'm I'm pretty excited to hopefully have the opportunity to see them soon and then the, another artist who has new music coming out or a new album in the works that hopefully hits in 2024 is Billie Eilish and yeah. I am a really big Billie Eilish fan ironically my daughter my older daughter who's 16 this week is the one who kind of introduced me to Billie Eilish and I took her to see her live a couple of years ago. And it was one of the best concerts I've gone to in a very long time. It's an amazing show. And then, you know, I did the deep dive into Billie Eilish and I think she's like one of the best musicians currently working because she's doing things completely different and in her own lane. And I really love that. So I'm excited what her and her brother are putting together for this year.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
2: It's interesting to, to learn about how invested you are in like, music. Mm-hmm. I've always just like, oh, Tony likes film. He's a film guy. Tony knows a lot about music. <laughs> no,
0: I, I love music almost as much as I love film. I mean, the, my Spotify uh, end of the year hour log is usually like 52 days of nonstop music mm-hmm. um, because I'm always listening to music. It's a huge part of my life. Um, almost bigger than movies. If I had to, somebody asked me this question once. They said, "If you had to pick, like, say that say it was the end of the world, and you were given the option, like, okay, you go into the end of the world with movies or music, what do you, what are you picking? Like, you get to bring all your favorite movies or all your favorite music, but the other one dies." I love film, but music wins one hundred percent because I think music drives my day to day life all the time. It's always in the background, and it's always something that's inspired me and gets me moving and thinking creatively. So as much as I love movies, music wins by wow. far. Yeah. I think I I wholeheartedly agree
1: with that. I think you can't put on a movie in your car while you're driving. You shouldn't, Misty. Um I don't know why <laughs> I don't know I threw I don't know why I threw, <laughs> I exact why exact I threw exact that exact. over to <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, shots fired. <laughs> uh but no like you can't, you know, put on a movie while you're grocery shopping. But no, you can put your headphones in and listen
0: to there's just something, Nora Jones. Music seems like, uh, to me, I think of all the universal languages. You know, you can say what you want about mathematics. <laughs> S- screw that. Okay. But the true universal language, in my mind, is music. I mean, it's honestly there's a there's a site that I follow on Instagram. It's called uh, Dust to Digital, or um, oh my god. We'll find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, and it's it's a it collects videos every week from around the world of people doing music, Um, and they're not professional musicians. And it it's my favorite place to go every week on the internet um, because it kind of it's very joyous and amazing, um, but it gives you a real exposure to music Mm. that you wouldn't get otherwise. Music is big, and there's some good stuff coming out in 2024. So excited for that. Misty.
2: Oh, yes. It's my turn. Um, so I'm actually going to change one of the things I'm going to talk about. Oh. Uh, so something that I am a huge fan of, and it's been out for about like a little bit more than like 10 years now, um, it's called Stardew Valley. Yes. You know, you know. Oh, well, I know Stardew Valley. One of the greatest games mm-hmm. ever made. Um, so Concealed Ape is the creator. And this was supposed to be just a side pet project that turned into- Stardew Valley was? Yeah. Supposed to be just like a small one-off that he is still coming out with. And there's a new update out on the way, the 1.6 update. And he, he's been like dropping hints like, oh, you can get a bigger chest. And like an actual chest that can hold things. <laughs> um, but there's a bunch of things. And he also makes the game mod friendly and mm. plays with mods himself. So I am a huge fan of his. I am so excited for the new updates of this game.
1: My wife plays and we just found out that it, you can play multiplayer. Yes. We had no idea.
2: Yeah, no, I, oh my God, I, there's a couple of us here that, that, that play, um, it's a great game. It's so much fun. You can speed run it too.
1: Oh, hell yeah. And I've never played, but I love a cozy game. I love, uh, resource management, farming stuff, survival
0: stuff. Ugh. Oh, God, it's so much fun. Cozy gaming is so big right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, who doesn't love cozy gaming? Mm-hmm. Do you ever play Unpacking? no
2: i've seen it i have not personally played but it i do want to
0: so stupid is that because i i i get enough of that when i go to my therapist well this is like literally you move into a little apartment and you unpack your boxes of things and put them where you want them to go and then you grow through different stages of life and your house gets bigger you go to like a college dorm room and then you get your first apartment and then you get a house and then you have kids and it's literally just a game where every level is you unpacking your stuff, and it's the most zen game you will ever play. Oh, my God. I'm assuming God. you
2: play this, Tony.
0: Yeah. At first, I played it as a joke. I put it on. I was like, this seems stupid. And then I played it. My kids played it. We were all like, this is so amazing. Came came cozy, to six hours later. Cozy Gaming. Yeah. I wish they'd release new levels or houses.
2: Yeah. I'm a big supporter of Cozy Games. If I can like sit in bed in my... With my switch and my cats. I am very mm-hmm. like that's perfect for me.
1: It's raining outside. Oh, hot yeah. cup of tea. Oh
0: yeah. Me on. Lee, number two.
1: Yes. I want to talk about Lord of the Rings. Um, The War of the Rohirrim comes out this year. It's an animated yeah. film. And this film is about um Helm Hammerhand. Uh he was a a king of of Rohan. Um, He is what uh, the, the, there was the horn of Helm Helm Hammerhand in Helm's Deep that they rang out in the Two Towers. Um, This is, uh, Rohan is one of my favorite locations in Lord of the Rings. I love horses. I love the Viking motif. And every single time I I watch those films and the theme plays, I literally just gave myself chills. (laughs) The other day I I was hanging out at home doing some extracurricular activities and I put on a, and I I saw um, a a YouTube video that was a, um, a music theorist going into why the soundtrack of Lord of the Rings hit so hard. And it was incredible. So I sat down, I jacked up, I closed the door to my bedroom. I jacked up the surround sound and I just laid down and let this just wash over me. Death. Oh my god, I probably just, <laughs> you just yeah, kicked out our mic. Yeah, sorry, sorry everybody the at home. Studio. <laughs> um but uh I love I'm obsessed with Rohan So, uh, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing this story told in a new medium. And I think animation, I also saw, uh, was watching something the other day that was kind of going into, um, animation, like animation is not a genre. Animation is a, is a medium and, or an art form. Like you can see films, you can see animation films that are horror, that are comedy, that are drama. You'll see it a lot if you come by for our um our Oscar shorts, our animation um Oscar shorts. You'll see all sorts of um of genres being represented. But I think that I uh, I'm I'm very very excited to see this story told in that in that way.
2: Like the uh Shameless plug. Mm.
0: Here at the United Theater. Hopefully Rings of Power comes back soon too. I don't know what the timing on that returning to Amazon Prime is, but I really love the first season. Yeah.
2: I'm excited to see the style of animation they go with because there is the the best Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit films of all time that was originally animated.
0: The original mm. animation, original animation, they're great. It's I would not phenomenal. say they're the best. They're amazing. In My opinion, not the best. They're they're good. They're good. They
2: like let let like opened the door. Oh, for sure. So mm-hmm. you have to honor them.
0: Yeah, you do. You're right. Yeah, they have their place. Um, I'm curious what the animation is going to look like in this one. I haven't seen anything. There's no trailer. There's no stills that I've seen. Have you seen stills or anything, Lee? No.
1: No. The director uh, did Ghost in the Shell. I don't know if that'll. Oh.
0: Like the original Ghost in the Shell, or like. Um. That. Um. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Animation. That's not person. the animation I was thinking. That's this definitely not the style I. Would animation. Think of. I thought it would be like some kind of three D animation, personally.
1: Sola Entertainment did the animation. They did Tower of God, The God of High School, Shenmue the animation, Ninja, Kamu, Kim Kimwai.
2: They did Tower Kimuai. of God.
0: Yeah. So, what does that mean, Misty?
2: Uh, it's some amazing animation. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: More anime style. Yes. I think hmm. that's right. Interesting. Not what I expected.
2: I was kind of hoping for like Howl's Moving Castle kind of vibe. That would be cool. But Tower Kenji- of God, like I'm here for that.
1: Kenji Kamiyama. Um. Uh, he did work on Jinro, um, Pat Labour, Blood: The Last Vampire, <laughs> and uh, he's directed Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, Ghost in the Shell, SIC Second Gig in the uh, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, Solid State Society. So some good animation. I don't happen. know any of that, <laughs> but I assume it's fabulous. I mean, I know Ghost in the Shell rings uh, uh, is something. Oh, hold on working as a background artist for productions such as Akira and Kiki's Delivery Service. Hmm.
2: That's an interesting mix right there. He also That's-
1: directed Blade Runner Black Lotus, um, which was an anime for Adult Swim and Country role. I'm just yeah. thinking off the top of my head. I'm not reading this off of anything. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're, you're just tapping into your research of things you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. after I said I don't know any exactly. of this stuff. yeah. Um but anyway, it it it's it's slated to be an incredible thing. Um so I'm looking forward to that. But Tony, what do you what's your last one?
0: My last one is a movie, another movie. Um a movie that was another movie that's been bumped. Um, you know, this movie was going to come out in March. In fact, I we in I this had, March, this past one? It was, no, this, like this coming March. It oh, was okay. slated to come out. Um and now it is not coming out. It has actually been taken completely off the calendar, so Maybe it won't actually come in twenty twenty four, which I, I doubt that will happen. It's Mickey seventeen. It's the new oh. Bong Joon Ho film. I am a huge Bong Joon Ho film. I love Korean cinema, uh, especially Bong Joon Ho. Um, and this is Bong Joon Ho working in the sci fi realm again, um, where he works fantastic. Uh, he you know he's done The Host, he's done Snowpiercer, he's done Oakjaw. Um, he's done *Parasite*; it's not sci-fi, but it, that movie is brilliant and weird, and it won Best Picture. And it's a an movie ex- amazing, incredible movie. And I was gonna show; ho- I was hoping to show *Parasite* and *Snowpiercer* ahead of this movie and do like a little Bong Joon Ho retrospective, but it's been stripped from the calendar, so I don't know when it lands. My hope is that they'll pick it back up for fall. This stars Robert Pattinson, so it's another Bong Joon Ho working in, with English actors which he always does a great job of blending English actors and Korean actors. This is what he did in Snowpiercer. It's what he did in Oakjaw.
1: Tilda Swinton. Tilda yeah.
0: Swinton. Right. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal in Oakjaw. Um, Steven Yoon. I mean, awesome cast. Um, but Bong Joon-ho makes these... His movies are just so... they're They're out there in the best possible way, but it's such deep storytelling, and his visual sensibility as a filmmaker is is next to none. I mean, Korean cinema, in my opinion, is some of the best cinema coming out today, like bar none, but Bong Joon-ho is at the top of that pyramid. Um, so anytime I see something new from him, I am so, so there. And I hope this one continues to, to be on the 2024 calendar soon. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it again later, but that that's my, that's my last pick. Very excited. Killer.
2: I agree with you there on Korean cinema. It's amazing. Yeah. I guess it's my turn. Uh, I guess my last hope for 2024 for this film.
0: Last hope? It's <laughs> January. <last> hope. <laughs> You're already uh, down to your last Listen, hope.
2: <laughs> they never, they haven't released the date of this movie coming out. It just says 2024. So, not um, a whole
0: year. I know. They're going to drop it in, uh, I in just... chapters. This is what happens after a strike. This is normal. Yeah. It will land. What is it?
2: It's the new Maxine movie of the X trilogy.
0: And this movie's been done for a long time. Yeah. So it, it's gotta land this year.
2: Because they did X and Pearl vary like one oh. right after another. Mm-hmm. But Maxine takes place in like 1985. There's a six year jump from X to Maxine. Um, she's in Hollywood. It's gonna be gory. It's gonna be a mess.
0: This is considered the X trilogy, right? Or is it considered the Pearl trilogy?
2: It's considered the X trilogy. That's what I
0: thought. Okay. That will land. I would imagine that will land late spring.
2: I think I have more luck of it landing than sadly you do.
0: Oh, thanks. You're Jeez. welcome. No, Bong Joon Ho is gonna <laughs> stick the landing. I hope so. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's but, that's a good one. It's funny that we both picked movies that are like stripped from the calendar, but they're they're there. It still says 2024 in the calendar, just not a date. Yeah, no date. Lee, what is your last pick for 2024? Well, my movie actually does have a release date.
1: Um, Way
2: to rub it in. And it
1: is. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Although I don't have it on hand.
0: um, We've got uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire coming out. I believe this comes out at the end of March. I think it's the last, second to last Friday in March. The Mm -hmm. last Friday of March is the new Kong Godzilla movie. Oh, man. I think March 22nd is when this comes out. That feels right. Uh, I do films.
1: Ghostbusters, uh, it, wait, like last was I don't know, not last year, but
0: the year before.
1: Ghostbusters, did, did Ghostbusters did come out in twenty
0: three? Ghostbusters Frozen Empire.
1: Yeah, 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 Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Afterlife came out in twenty two or
0: twenty three. Do we I remember? Think it came out in twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Yep. It was such
1: a, uh, just a good, a good movie. And I know, like, oh, cool. Let's listen to this podcast about like film and oh, here comes producer Lee saying a movie was good again. Oh, great. Yeah. Awesome, awesome discourse. But um, it was a, it was so heartfelt and you could tell that like the source material, like the, the uh, Ivan Reitman, the, um, the writer loved the source material. And it was such like a love letter to, um, to uh, Egon Played by, what was his name? His, va- his father?
0: <laughs> Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, Harold thank Ramis. you. Yeah, and don't discount yourself on the good and bad movie critique because let's remember that the pinnacle of movie criticism is Siskel and Ebert mm. and the hottest of hot takes, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So good and bad can go a long way. Yeah. And did you, did you like, so Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2 then you have the ghostbusters with melissa mccarthy mm-hmm. i liked um, that one i liked it too i thought people were just so ready people to were... to be upset with it yeah to me that was one of like the first instances i saw where people were like really hating on a movie um and like for for gender politics and mm-hmm. the way before seeing the movie in, in the most ridiculous way yeah for sure but then you had the the ghostbusters afterlife um where you introduce you have first of all you have kids it has like a bit of a Goonies vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is amazing. I I'm a big Paul Rudd
1: fan. Oh yeah. Sorry. I How could you not Paul be Paul
0: Rudd? Um, and the new one. And then they bring in some of the original Ghostbusters. Bill Murray um, makes he has like a short scene in there. Um, but then you have yeah. Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson, and you you know spoiler alert you do have this homage, this ghost of the Egon character coming back, and it, it's done. It could have been so gimmicky, mm-hmm. um, but it felt really well done, and and I'm excited. I'm excited for the new. One. Yeah. What do you? Felt- what did you think of the trailer? Um, it got
1: my heart pumping immediately. Like they're back in yeah. the. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, they're back in the firehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, Genie's back. Like I, 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 it just it felt like the Ghostbusters are back. You've got Dan Aykroyd talking about ghosts. You've got Kamal Nanjiani and Patton Oswalt. Like the these are these are people who should be in these films. You know they pay. Like, it to makes be sense in that they're in. The, they they're... would pay
0: to be in. Oh, I these bet. Films. I bet. It's like when um, Simon Pegg was like, "I want. I'll be in the new Star Wars movie. J.J. Abrams. I'll wear this costume. I don't care." It's like these people just want to be in this like yeah paradigm of one quarter Samuel portion. Jackson, the purple
2: <laughs> lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just really looking forward to it. Cause it was one of the best movie going experiences I've had in a cinema. It's I think like take. when I watched that film, I came out of it. That was like, um, you know, some people watched like, you know, mission impossible or no top gun. And they were like, Oh, cinema is back for me. It was that ghostbusters afterlife film. Yeah. Like this is what the cinema should feel like. You should, you should leave feeling like, you laughed and you cried and you were
0: scared. And... and you can go to that movie with kids, not like little, little kids, but like you can take your, your kids to that movie and enjoy it as, as a family. And so there's like a universal mentality to that movie mm-hmm. where it crosses uh, the, I just saw Wonka. It's the same kind of thing. It's like all different ages are going to come see this movie and enjoy it just the same. It's the yeah. magic of movies.
2: I love when movies come out and you're able to be like, okay, I'm going to go see this with like random groups of people. Yeah. And I feel like that's what says this is a good movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. And you'll be happy to know for everybody this week. I, I locked in the booking for that. So we are opening that film when it, it does come out. I think it's March 22nd. Don't quote me on that, but somewhere around shows and screen times subject to change. Yep.
2: Lots of change. So 2024
0: is going to be great. These are all great things that we've talked about. Um, there's so many other things. We haven't, we didn't even talk really about um, the, the great television that's coming out this year. Um, but that's why this podcast exists. We are going to keep touching on all of the great things that come out, talking movies, talking music, talking gaming, talking television, all that and more as we keep going week after week here on Box Office Culture. Misty, it's awesome having you. I hope you will be a regular guest here. And Lee, you have no choice, but you are going to be a regular guest here. Tis producer, my lot in life. Producer Lee. <laughs> producer uh,
1: Lee.
0: will It'll be it's, fun. Is here to stay. It's here to stay. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having Thank me. Again, happy 2024. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Stay tuned next week. We'll be talking about more on Box Office culture.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the United Theatre Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. And if you could take a moment to leave a review, we'd greatly appreciate it. Your feedback helps us create content that you love. So hit that subscribe button and leave us a review, and we'll see you on the next episode.